More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Gonna tell it like it really is We know Haney doesn't give a shh Silencing critics, eliminate misses Two chips never accept on shoulders to get better Everybody knows the name, read about it We're golf teachers, hall of fame, never doubt it It's time for the truth, here's our dude You're listening to Haney You're listening to Haney you're listening to Haney. It's time for the truth. Here's our dude. You're listening to Haney. Yeah. Listening to Haney. Haney. All right, welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast brought to you by HaneyUniversity.com. That's my website. That's where you go to find out information about lessons from me at my studio in Paradise Valley, Arizona. And uh, if you want to get better golf, that's how you do it. And you can also sign up for my free instructional emails that uh, go out three times a week, and you do that right on HaneyUniversity.com as well. All right. Uh, Speaking of lessons, I want to talk a little bit about uh, a lesson that I had. I mentioned this uh, on a a previous podcast a little bit, but I want to go into a little more detail here. As a little teaching moment for people, because I know that uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you want to get better golf, and uh, I have met so many people that have come for lessons, and everybody listens to the podcast, so I appreciate all the support, Uh, appreciate all my listeners, I know you guys all want to get better golf. I talked the other day about how I was um, filming a little for Performance Golf Zone, which is the company that uh, produces some of my videos, which is uh, the one-shot slice fix, and now a new one that's coming out, Get Real Distance, uh, performancegolfzone.com if you're looking for it. Anyway, if you you don't probably have to look for it because we probably chase you all over the uh, 
internet, every time you're on uh, your computer, you're probably seeing a pop-up ad of, of, of me on there. Uh, but we, we film every once in a while to get uh, an idea of how people are doing and to use them for testimonials. So we'll, we'll, we'll get somebody in for a lesson, and I'll give them whatever it is that we're working on, the one-shot slice fix or get real distance, and I'll put them through a, a series of practice swings and uh, hitting shots, and we'll record all the results, and we'll get a little testimonial. We use it for, we use it for commercials. So the other day, uh, we were out at McCormick Ranch in uh, Scottsdale, which is a really nice course in beautiful condition, by the way. That's because of all the rain we've had here in Scottsdale. It has been like raining like crazy. Uh, all these monsoons that my wife told me about when we moved here, but that I never saw. And all of a sudden, we, uh, you know, nine or ten years later, I'm starting to see them. They're actually actually coming in. Uh, but it's been, been very wet here. Uh, but anyway, we get a lesson come out. And they just randomly find people for me to, to teach. And this guy happened to be a left-hander. He was in his, I think he was 62 years old. Um, he, he, he has a, a goal to play the Champions Tour. I'm like, 60-something years old. Uh, your clock's ticking there a little bit, uh, my man. But um, anyway, it's good to have a goal. But you know what I always say? A, a goal without a plan is nothing but a dream. But anyway, my, my student was a lefty. He wanted to get more distance. So I, the first thing I always do is I have, you know, I, I talk to people, I interview them a little bit, tell me about your game, tell me what you like, you know, what, you, what you're trying to accomplish, what your goals are. And he went through all that stuff. And I said, I had him hit some shots. I have my launch monitor out there because we want to be able to record the, the distance gains. And the first shot he takes, he's a lefty and he swings across the ball from out to in, which is a common mistake. I mean, you know, it's what it's what most people do that play golf. I always say 90% of the people that play golf slice. So if your ball is curving and you're a right-handed player and it's curving to the right, you only really have two options. That is either swing and or aim to the left in order to get something that goes straight. And th- this, this fellow was a left-hander, so he needed to swing or aimed in the opposite direction, which was the right, and, and then his ball would slice back into the middle. And by the way, that's the one that he called his straight one. That's when he, you know, that, that's the one that hit the fairways, but it, it hit the fairways with a, with a big curve. And obviously, if you're swinging across the golf ball, you're not putting all your power into the back of the ball. You're wasting some of the power off to the, to the side, so you're not going to maximize your distance, among other things, because usually when you're slicing, uh, or you're going to be spinning the ball at an extremely high rate. At any rate, when you slice, it's typically going to be higher than it would be if you, if you were, were drawn. So anyway, this guy makes a swing, and his first swing he takes is 17.8 degrees across the ball from out to in. And I have to say that, I mean, I haven't, you know, always taught with a launch monitor. This is kind of a new thing, but I, I do know what my eyes tell me. And I would have to say that I have never seen anybody swing that much across the ball. 17.8 degrees across the ball. Now, to hit a little draw, you want to probably swing like three or four degrees from in to out. He swung 17.8 degrees out to in. So we, we have 
a change that needs to occur of probably about 21 degrees. Now, just, just, think, just think about that. I mean, 21 degrees. I mean, do you realize how much you would have to, let's say you were aiming 21 degrees to the left. That would be just so much that you couldn't even even fathom that anybody could ever line up that far off. I mean, when people line up really bad, they might be a few degrees off. 21 degrees, he needs to change his swing. He's swinging a cross ball, 17.8 degrees. And, he, and the thing is, I, I watched him hit a couple balls, and I'm thinking to myself, holy crap. I mean, are you kidding me? I mean, what is this guy doing? And then I asked him, I said, have you ever taken a lesson? Because, you know, I mean, I'm not trying to criticize his instructor. I don't even care who his instructor is. It doesn't matter. I mean, obviously the guy has no clue, but, but uh, he, he, he told me, yeah, I've been taking lessons for two years. I'm like, my jaw dropped. I'm like, you've been taking lessons for two years, and you're swinging 17.8 degrees across the ball on your first swing with me? I'm like, that's what I'm thinking. And then I said, I said to him, I said, what have you been working on? He said, I've been working on the path of my swing. I'm like, say what? You For two years, you've been taking lessons, working on the path of your swing, and you just swung 17.8 degrees across the ball? I, I, I said, but... I said, I, I don't know who your instructor is. I don't really care who your instructor is, but I, I, let me just give you some advice, okay? Some professional advice here. You need to find a new instructor because this is ridiculous. I mean, what in the world is this guy telling you? And and I, he, he, he kind of spitted something. I, I didn't really paint it. It doesn't matter because whatever he told him, I'm certainly not going to be telling him. Oh, my God. I, I, I couldn't even believe it. I mean, I tell people you got to fix the the slice because the road to good golf does not go through a slice. You can go from slicing to hooking to good golf. He his shots would start off. He's a left-handed player, so his shots would start off to the right, slice back into the fairway, or slice across the fairway, or not slice back enough, and miss to the left, or occasionally he might even get a club face that was square, and he'd pull it straight to the right, because you know he's swinging so far across the golf ball. This is the pattern that people have. And they see these these shots, and then, and then when I ask people, like, you know, where do you hit the ball? The, the number one answer that you get is they hit it everywhere. People say, I hit the ball everywhere. First off, you don't hit it everywhere. There's some pattern to your to your shots, and in in most people's cases, the shot that they don't ever hit. I'm talking if I talk about a right-handed player, they don't ever hit a ball that starts to the right and draws to the target. Doesn't happen. They'll hit a ball that starts left and hooks. They'll hit a ball that starts left and cuts back to the right. They'll hit a ball that that maybe go straight. They'll hit a ball that maybe goes straight and curves to the right. But the one shot they won't hit is they won't hit a ball that starts right and curves back to the left. So when you have somebody that's hitting shots, and let's say they're hitting these these different variations of shots, because I get this all the time when people come for lessons. They come and they hit on my uh, simulator and my launch monitor, and it, tr- it tracks every ball, and then it puts them all up there on the screen. So we can see the pattern. 
And we'll see some of that right-handed player, and they've got a bunch of balls to the right. And then they have an occasional ball to the left. And then that's where everybody says, I hit it everywhere. You have to fix the predominant mistake. But in terms of in which order you fix the mistake, you have to fix that. that if you're a right-handed player, you have to fix that ball that's going to the right first. That's 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 a, that's a shot that, that you have to hit. And I explain to people, when I point up on the screen, you got some balls over to the left, you got some balls over to the right. Here's the problem. Anything I do to fix this ball to the left is going to make all those balls to the right worse. And anything I do to fix those balls to the right is going to make all those balls to the left worse. I got to pick one shot to fix first. And the shot that we pick to fix first is that ball that's that's curving to the right. That's the one that we have to that push, that fade, that power fade, whatever people call it. It's a slice. And uh, that's a shot you have to fix. You fix that shot first, and then you work your way from there. How do you fix that? There's only one reason why people slice. The club face is open relative to the path of the swing, period. With a driver, about 90% of where that ball starts is influenced by where your club face is pointed the point of contact on the club face. If your face is pointed to the right 10 degrees, you got a 90% influence that's 10 degrees to the right. If your path is 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 dead straight, you got a 10% influence in, on dead straight. You got a 90% influence on 10 degrees to the right. Ball's going to start 9 degrees to the right. That's the way it works. It's just it's just the the, the math that figures out where that ball's ball's going where it's going to start and which way it's going to curve. When it curves, your club face is open relative to the path of the swing. The number one thing you have to fix is you have to square the club face. So you can work on the the, the path of your swing, but you have to square the club face relative to the path of the swing. So by getting the path of your swing, let's say you're a right-handed player and you're swinging across the ball to the left, by getting the path of your swing to go more to the right, let's say let's say your club face is pointed five degrees to the right. And let's say your path is five degrees to the left. Okay. In order to get the ball to draw, you have to, and you if you keep the club face the same, it's still five degrees to the right, you would have to get your path going six degrees to the right. But when you get your path going from five degrees left to six degrees right, that is going to make the club face point more to the right in itself. So there's no way to, to, to fix the slice unless you address the club face. You have to address the club face. And the great thing about addressing the club face is if you get the club face square to the path, regardless of where the path is, you're not going to slice anymore. And the easiest way to fix the path is to get somebody to hit the ball in the direction of the path of the swing. The reason people swing across the ball is because their ball is ending up in the opposite direction. Like I said earlier, your ball goes to the right, you aim or swing to the left. That's how you do it. It's just an instinctive correction that everybody makes. Always going to happen like that. So if I have somebody swinging to the left, but I get the club face square to the path. The face is square to the path. The path is to the left. The ball is going to go to the left. Then it becomes easier to swing the club 
to the right. You see, I had the, this this left-handed uh, fella, and he was swinging the club across the ball uh, to to the right, and and his path needs to get more from in to out. They're, that's what they've been working on. The problem is his club face was so open that there is no chance in the world, 0.0, no chance, that they could get his path going to the the left more. He's a left-handed player. They're going to get his path. No chance they're going to get his path going left more because if he gets his path going to left more, he's just going to hit the ball to the left more every time. So there's no chance to fix that path. No chance. And the reason being is because the club face was too open. His lead wrist was so cupped. His grip was was okay, but his lead wrist was so cupped, and he's hitting so much with the side of the hand. And it just so happens that, like a lot of people, he played baseball as a kid. And he told me I was a, I was a really good baseball player, and he gives me this whole story, you know, as a minor league baseball player or whatever. The problem is, and I explained to him, I said, when you're hitting with a baseball, you're hitting a baseball bat, you're hitting with a round object. The bat is round. It doesn't matter how your wrist position is coming into the ball, but if you watch a baseball hitter hit, and you see pictures of them all the time, you look on ESPN.com or you look at any baseball player, they hit with the side of their hand. And when you hit with the side of your hand, it doesn't matter because the bat's round. No matter where you put your wrist position relative to the target, the bat is still round. It doesn't matter. It's not going to affect where the ball goes. In golf, your club face determines where the ball goes. And if you change your wrist position, your lead wrist, you change it, you change the club face. And then you will see a difference where the ball goes. So I showed him how he needed to square his lead hand. When he was coming down into the downswing, he needed to turn the back of his lead hand so that at impact, it was facing the target. And I got him to try to do it earlier and earlier and earlier. And sure enough, as soon as he did that, his ball went to the right because he was a lefty and he was swinging across the ball. But at the same time, I had him try to feel like he was swinging the club a little bit more from in to out. And I had him take these practice swings and I had him do a, a couple little drills. This is There's this little circle drill that I have people do with, the, with their club. Make a clockwise circle. It's opposite with a lefty, but a clockwise circle for a righty and a counterclockwise circle with a, with a lefty. And that gets you coming up and then down from the inside and up and down from the inside. And then I showed him where the path needs to go, but I kept reminding him that he needed to square the back of his left hand, his lead hand. He was a, he was a lefty, so he needed to square the back of his right hand. But normally it's, it's your left hand if you're a right-handed player. Square it earlier, square it earlier, square it earlier. And with, in a few minutes, and the first shot he, t- he took, and I always say, my, my one-shot slice fix is this one-shot slice fix. I said, the first shot you hit will be a hook, and the first shot he hit was a hook. And within 15 minutes, 10 minutes, the path of a swing on my launch monitor 
was reading 3.5 degrees in to out. He started off at 17.8 degrees out to in. Absolutely. Taking lessons for two years. Two years. So when people say they've, they've had lessons, I'm like, have you really had a lot? Like people say, ah, you know, I just can't do it. I've, I've had a bunch of lessons. You've never had a lesson from me. You've never had a lesson from somebody that knew what they were doing. Because if they had taken a lesson from somebody that knew what they're doing, they would have fixed that. It's not that hard to fix this stuff. You just have to have a plan. And you have to know what you're doing. And you have to have somebody that knows what they're doing helping you. And I, you know what, in, in, in teaching golf lessons, I don't care how bad somebody is, how good somebody It doesn't matter. Like people come to me for a lesson. They almost apologize sometimes with, you know, I'm not very good. That's all right. I, I, I don't care. You're, you know what? You're going to get better. That's all. Uh, that's what I'm about. I'm about helping people get. I don't care how bad you are. I don't care how bad you think you are. I've seen them all. I've, I've seen it all. I've seen, I've, I, I've, I've seen it all. I promise you I've seen worse than you. And I've helped worse than you. And I've helped worse than you learn how to play golf. But it kills me when I, you know, I mean, I'm one person. I can't, I can't change the world. But when I see students that have been struggling, like people say, I say, how long have you sliced? They go, I've sliced my whole life. I said, say what? You've sliced your whole life? Oh, my God. That, that, that's something that gets fixed, like, immediately. And I, I occasionally I have people that, are, that sign up for my one-shot slice fix. I got a friend of mine in uh, New Jersey, Gene, and he's signing, you know, he sends me these videos. I, he, he, sets, he says, I, I've been doing your one-shot slice fix. I can't, I, I can't hook it. I'm like, well, are you following everything I said? Oh, yeah, I'm following everything you said. Of course, he's following nothing I said, okay? But anyway, he says he's following everything I said. And I said, send me a video of your swing. I said, all right. He sends me a video of your swing. He wasn't expecting that, see? I mean, we give a 365-day money-back guarantee, so, I mean, you got no risk on that thing. Just call up Performance Golf Zone. They'll give you your money back if that's what you want. I just want to help people. Send me a video of your swing. Let me see what you're doing. And, of course, he wasn't swinging enough from, from in to out, and he wasn't squaring his lead wrist. Look, I, I took a couple pictures of the video he sent me. I said, look, your lead wrist. I said, it is, it's wide open by the time you get to the ball. You have to square that lead wrist back by your right foot, your right-handed player. you got to square it earlier, much earlier, much, much, much earlier. See, everyone eventually, when they swing through the ball, they square their hands. The problem, eventually everyone squares. No matter how open you are at impact, you come through and eventually you'll square. Your hands will eventually turn. The problem is they do it way too late. They do it way too late. Every single person I see can get better. And the, the, the one thing that, that, that always happened to me in my career is, is I would have friends of mine that are instructors. And I used to do teaching seminars all the time, and, and people would come, and they would, you know, they would always say the same thing. They'd say, "Hank, I, I got this one guy I'd love for you to help, or I got this one guy, you know, I'd just love for you to take a look at." 
And that one guy was always the biggest mess that there was. I mean, not one time in all my years of 46 years, not one time has any one of my teaching friends ever brought me somebody that was an absolute piece of cake. Every time they said, Hank, I'd love for you to look at this one guy, they brought me the toughest mistake you could fix, the toughest body type you could fix, the toughest attitude you could work with. They always brought me the toughest thing. And every single time, every single time, I put them on the road to do them better, and they hit the ball better immediately. There's no reason to struggle with the game of golf forever and ever and ever. Do not, I've had people take, come take a lesson. I said, I said, listen, you want to take lessons? Come take a lesson a couple times a year. You want to take four lessons? Take one every three months. Do not go and take lessons once. If you're taking lessons once a week from somebody, uh, unless you're working on something different all the time or you got more money than you know what to do with, I, I don't really know. You just like to have somebody just sit there and tell you you're doing great. I don't know. Uh, wh- why are you doing it? It takes time to get better, but you should see results immediately. If you're taking lessons, and I'm just giving you guys all advice because you listen to my podcast. If you're taking lessons and you're not seeing immediate ball flight results, find another teacher. And if all else fails, come see me in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona, Paradise Valley. That's where my house is. That's where my studio is. All right. That's my uh, my my talk for today. I uh, hope everybody enjoyed the podcast. I hope I motivated you to get better. Uh, find somebody to help you. And uh, never give up because all it takes is a plan to get better and everyone can improve. It's just that simple. But you got to fix your big miss. Remember that. That's the most important thing. What are you working on? Fixing your big miss. What is your big miss? You can only fix one shot at a time. Fix that one shot, then work on the next big miss. That's the way you do it. That's the way it works. All right. Hit the follow button on the iHeartRadio app wherever you get your podcasts. I hope everybody has a great day. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you soon on the Hank Kenny Podcast. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I wanna confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. 
We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.